Hello and welcome to episode three of the Kiowa Japan podcast. This is Nick Overacker and Tyler. And uh, we're here to talk about festivals. Festivals, lots of festivals. Okay, Tyler, you, you take it from here. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> Today we're going over festivals, as Nick said, and all kinds of festivals. What are Japanese festivals? When are Japanese festivals? What takes place at a Japanese festival? So we can start off with the most fun topic, uh, food. What do you think yeah. of food, Nick? Oh, I, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of food. And uh, actually, that's part of uh, what inspired this episode. I just went to the grocery store, found a Japanese uh, sweet potato. And I thought, oh, man, that makes me think of street food back in Japan. Brought it back home. We baked it. We ate it. It wasn't the same kind we thought it was. But um. Yeah, one of one of them is a uh, one of the things that you can find everywhere is a Japanese sweet potato. Um, it's baked and it's delicious. Just cooked by itself, eat it by itself. Purple on the outside, yellow on the inside. Um, but that's just one of many many great street and festival foods that you can find in Japan. What was your favorite, Tyler? Ooh, my favorite was definitely the fried squid. Ah. Uh, yeah, I think the first time I had fried squid was actually when you bought it at Ombashida. Um, yeah. That's one of the festivals, and we'll get to that later. Um, as for me, I really think it was uh, taiyaki. Um, taiyaki is a classic, and it's a Nawate Dori special. Yeah. So taiyaki is a, it's basically two uh, fish-shaped pancakes, kind of. Uh, fried and in the mi- middle or oh wait no it's one okay I'm, I'm i was thinking of two different things but uh okay let's go back to this taiyaki is like a fish shaped uh pastry almost it's filled with something the I mean, traditional filling oh continue you can kind of think of it as two pancakes yeah kind of yeah two halves uh, smashed together I think sometimes i do make it like that like the ice cream ones yeah, the ice cream is actually what I was thinking of when I said that. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes um, it is made like that. Yeah. Uh, what, what was traditional filling for that? Was it the uh, – it was onko, which is a sweet red bean paste. But I usually went for one that was actually filled with a, uh, a hot dog, a, a sausage, and some kind of a creamy sauce around it. Um Maybe that's just me being American, but it tasted really good, really savory. I really like the uh, the classic onco and the custard. The custard was really good, too. I think the custard was just a little bit too eggy for me. I like eggy. Eggy's good. Uh, eggy is good for me uh, in certain contexts. But when it's a creamy thing the creamy feeling for me I, I just like it to be either savory or sweet i guess <laughs> yeah uh, but, but yeah there's a, oh go on there's a yeah we were, earlier we were kind of arguing about the difference of does japan actually have street food or is it more like festival food like we have because some of these things you can get like on the side of the street but some of them you can only get at festivals like the fried squid i mentioned 
I've yeah. only ever yeah. seen at festivals, but the Taiyaki I've seen at multiple street locations. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen uh, fried squid anywhere but at festivals. I wouldn't be surprised if there's some part of Japan that's particularly famous for fried squid, and maybe you can get it year round there. But uh, it might. It's probably primarily a festival food. Um, but yeah, it can also depend on where you are. Like um, in Matsumoto, where we uh, where we studied, if you want mm-hmm. to find a takoyaki on the street, you'd be waiting for a festival. But if you were in Osaka, it's everywhere on the street. You just go up to a, a takoyaki stand and buy it. Oh, takoyaki, by the way, is a fried uh, octopus. And it's it's very good. It's, it's breaded. It has fillings and toppings and um, all kinds of different flavors. Honestly, the octopus is a very small part of it. <laughs> it's mostly yeah, you could, about the breading and the filling. Yeah, you could really just take out the octopus and maybe some people wouldn't notice. It, it just adds kind of a little bit of texture. I've um, seen Japanese re- people take out the octopus in it and just <laughs> because they don't like <laughs> octopus, they just eat the takoyaki without yeah. the octopus in it. So if takoyaki is uh, if uh, if taco is octopus and and they take out the octopus, then I guess it's just yaki at that point. <laughs> um, Every yeah, is yaki. <laughs> that's true. Uh, like your that fried uh, fried squid was ikayaki, um, and then the oh yeah, and even Taiyaki. the thing I was talking about is taiyaki. I don't know what Thai means though. So. <laughs> um, Me neither. Maybe it's a kind of fish. Um, could be. But yeah, I think I think the uh, the variety of uh, um, takoyaki fried octopus in Osaka was pretty impressive. I really like the um, lemon pepper takoyaki. I think that yeah, they have the all kinds of different flavors of takoyaki. And uh, another good way to know what takoyaki is, if you don't know, is it's actually in a lot of anime. If you ever watch like oh yes Japanese anime, it's it's the brown ball things that they eat with chopsticks yeah yeah and uh, sometimes you'll find it sometimes you'll see it uh pierce through with a skewer um i i think i've seen that as an emoji a few times at least i have a pen that's uh, that's uh, shaped like skewered takoyaki um but normally you'll be eating it with chopsticks um so yeah, the, a lot of love good street food uh, and and festival food, of course. And there's one thing that you're always going to see at festivals. Um, that's a karaage, uh, Japanese fried chicken. Um, yeah, karaage is always at festivals, but it's all it's also like a restaurant food too. It's kind yeah. of. Very popular dish in Japan. I mean, it's fried chicken. Who doesn't like fried chicken? Yeah. But the Japanese style is very unique. It's like very juicy on the inside and has a special yes. breading. I don't know. How would you describe it, Nick? Um, let's see. Maybe the closest thing that American people might be really familiar with is uh, maybe Chick-fil-A. It's similar to that in juiciness. But I think it might be a little crispier on the outside. Yeah, it's definitely crispier, and, and I personally a, like it a lot more than Chick-fil-A. Yeah, it also tends to be, I mean, often it's seasoned in a certain way, too, I think. It uh, really adds to it. Um, and 
and yeah, at festivals, you'll find a lot of uh, variations on this. Like you might find that um, a stand like I found where they have a lot of different seasonings that you can add to it. Um, I actually got karaage with chocolate, uh, chocolate syrup on it. And surprisingly, it was really good. Really? Where'd you get that at? Uh, that was that was at a Tai Matsumatsuri, the uh, smoke festival in Matsumoto. Really? Uh, that's interesting. Yeah. And, oh, that's something we should uh, add to the list of Matsuri to talk about, uh, festivals. Yeah, we'll go over <laughs> that festival in a little bit. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, let's, let's think of a few more of the more interesting uh, festival foods while, while we're at it, while we're on this topic. One is a Castella, which is a, kind of a – how do you describe it? Are you talking about like the spongy cake thing? Um, not not so much the spongy ones. The, the ones are uh, crispy on the outside. It's like a crispy breading on the outside. And it's shaped into usually kind of an anime character like Dodaemon or something like that. Oh, and on the yeah. inside, it's a sweet cream filling. Yeah, those are always there, and they're pretty good. Yeah, um, I mean, you, you can just kind of snack on those for a long time. They're, they're all bite-sized and uh, very good. Uh, now, now I'm really missing a lot of uh, a lot of festival food at Japan <laughs> from Japan. There's usually some sort of crepe at festivals. Oh, yes, uh, crepes. Yeah, they're very was... big on crepes. They really like crepes. Yeah, I. Um, for me, uh, I mean, maybe it was from that movie. Uh, oh, what was it called? Uh, I don't. I saw it one time. Was it called Teleluga Nights or something like that? Talladega Nights. Uh, Talladega Nights. Yeah, I saw that one time, and, and I just remember uh, the French guy breaking or threatening to break this guy's arm. I don't remember if he did it or not. Um, it, it, he was telling him to say, "I like crepes," <laughs> and 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 that's where I learned crepes were basically like a little tiny pancakes, maybe even better than pancakes, but <laughs> really thin pancakes. <laughs> um, and and that's the image I had of crepes, just really thin pancakes, and. That's what they are, yeah, but they eat them in a completely different way. They, they roll them up in a cone and fill them up with something. This is this might be old hat for people who eat grapes regularly. I don't know. But uh, I never saw them like that before I went to Japan. Yeah, I didn't see them eaten like that until I went to Japan. Like, even when I ordered them in America, they're, like, flatter, rolled into, like, a, a, quor- like a small quarter shape with fruit yeah. on it or... It, they eat it completely differently in Japan. I don't know if that's normal or not, but that's yeah, it. yeah, yeah. It's almost like a an ice cream cone filled with something. Sometimes ice cream, actually. They <laughs> um, so got anywhere from like chocolate chip ice cream crepe to pizza crepe. Oh yeah, <laughs> I don't think I ever had the pizza crepe. But I should have. Um, I'll do that next time. I haven't, but I saw it on the menu. <laughs> oh yes, yeah. so menus are crazy. Um, they're really intimidating because there's about a hundred items on the menu, and you're in line and reading this in Japanese, and it's like, oh, okay, I, I got to decide on something fast. <laughs> um, yeah, so the next like, if it's order. only crate menus that do that, like for some reason, crate yeah. menus have hundreds of different choices. Yeah, the, it's, a lot of them are just slightly different from another one. It's like, oh, this is one with banana and chocolate this is one with banana and i don't know strawberry those are pretty big differences i guess but this is one with (laughs) banana and a little less chocolate than the previous one (laughs) yeah pretty much Uh, that's a bit of an exaggeration but not too far off honestly yeah so yeah if 
if you ever go to Japan, if you first off look for a festival, you can find them everywhere. We're going to get to that soon. But uh, the food is something that you won't find for the most part uh, anywhere else. It's great. It's not, I mean, we have uh, some nice things that you just have to try once and, you know, never try again, like, uh, say, fried Twinkies or fried Twix, as I've had before. <laughs> um, but those are things that's like, you, you take a bite of it, it's like, mm, America, and, and that's why you're eating it. Um, <laughs> but it's stuff at Japanese festivals, it's just actually really good. You can crave it. <laughs> yeah, it's a definitely a unique experience in Japan, and if you ever see one, just make sure to get some food. Like, most things are... Around 500 yen. That's kind of the average price at these, which is yeah. about five dollars. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, that's. I mean, that that can be kind of expensive. But if you're going to a festival and don't plan on spending on that any money, I don't go to a festival. <laughs> um, you're, you're not you're not properly enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, spend money or else you won't enjoy it. Exactly. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's go over some of the festivals we've experienced. Yeah. Um, you want to go over the one we mentioned earlier, the Taimatsuri? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taimatsumari. Um, let's see. That's, that was uh, in the fall, I believe. Yeah, it's early fall in Matsumoto mm-hmm. City. And and the uh, setup of this festival is that um, there are giant pyres of, uh, like pyres of straw, I, I believe. And, and they set them on fire. They're, they're huge, they're heavy, and, and they're smoking now that they're on fire, and you're pulling them with a lot of other people down the streets on, uh, with ropes. Um, it, it gets pretty exhausting, pretty smoky, but it's... Did you actually end really... up pulling one? Oh, yeah, yeah, I helped pull. <laughs> oh, that's cool. I didn't get to do that. I was on the side recording the event. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, well, I eventually... <laughs> let go of the rope and let other people take over because uh, I, I couldn't breathe. I couldn't see. Um, I, but uh, it was, it's a, uh, you're, you're carrying the thing to a temple and I, I don't know what it represents. I, I'm sure it all represents something, but you're, you're lot, there are a lot of these uh, pyres of hay um, that are probably about 10 feet tall or something being pulled to this temple and then burnt, you know, just being left there to burn completely. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it's uphill too, so um, yeah, you're, you're pulling it up a mountain. Yeah, yeah. Everything you don't in, go all the way up the mountain, but you go pretty far. Yeah, and uh, it, and it's oh, go on. They they uh, take the ashes from this and they mix it with water and they rub it all over their face during this event. Oh, oh, yeah. And it's supposed to like keep diseases away from you for the year, keep you from getting sick for the rest of the year until next, until the next festival, because it's an annual festival. <laughs> yeah. So if you end up going to this festival, there is a good chance the people that are carrying it will just randomly walk over and rub ashes all over your face. And it's all in good fun. Yep. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Enjoy. You, you just might have, you just might be in the shower for a while that night. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's, it's, it was a great experience, and then right, right outside the, t- I said temple, I think, but we took it to a shrine, and right, right outside the shrine is a, um, all the festival stands with all that great festival food and, 
in lots of festival games, like uh, shooting galleries and stuff. And, and of course, of course, yeah, goldfish catching games. And something that really struck me about festivals in Japan, uh, we'll get to this later, but, but the games are actually uh, fair on like here. And we'll, we'll talk about that, oh, yeah. that later. Um, That's a good point. Yeah, right so now, yeah, let's go on to the next one. Yeah, let's just talk about a few different festivals we've been to. Give you an idea of the variety here. Um, so uh, let's see. I think I think a good next one would be a Firefly Festival. Okay, yeah, the Firefly Festival kind of differs from the one we just talked about in the case. It's kind of a smaller festival. Yeah. I guess it's kind of in, in a small of town, but yeah, it's like in the middle of nowhere, but it's probably like the most visitors this place gets because it's <laughs> it's a somewhat famous festival because it's a huge group of fireflies like come out yeah. and it's for mating, I think. Is that why they're coming out? Do you probably. remember? <laughs> I, I, he I explained mean, it, but it was all in Japanese, so it's kind of hard well, to follow. Yeah, I, I think that's probably it because I think that fireflies... Uh, only light you know that they only glow for a really short period of their lives like the the last part of their lives and i believe the glowing is to attract mates yeah i'm pretty sure Um, that's why they do that i'm pretty sure they all drop dead shortly after you visit (laughs) (laughs) in a way we're kind of going there to celebrate their death yeah (laughs) Um, there's just this creek like thing that goes through the city and they yeah. turn off all the lights and all you can see here is just tons of fireflies like floating up and down in this foliage above the creek and it's really beautiful honestly yeah i mean i've i've seen fireflies out here in uh, oklahoma and oklahoma is really the first place i've ever seen fireflies i lived in california for a good part of my life but uh i've never seen quite so many in one place at once as this festival. Um, <laughs> now I, I'm remembering that when when the festival came around in 2016, when we were there, a lot of our classmates actually went to see the festival, skipped class. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, I remember uh, Sato Sensei was even you know, looking out the door and he saw them all gathered outside. He was waiting for them to come to class, but they never came. They, they just left. Um, <laughs> um, but it kind of backfired on them because it poured that night. There was just huge rainstorm and there were no fireflies. It was just wet. This <laughs> so they, like they couldn't take the train either, right? Um, I don't know that much about it. I just I remember think they, they, they got the rain out. They had to like walk for hours in the rain, <laughs> if I remember correctly. <laughs> oh man, that that's great. <laughs> uh, that's a, I feel bad for them, but that's great. That's a um, great it's, story. It's kind of karma. I don't feel very bad. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, that was the Firefly Festival, and that festival as well had all the great food that we talked about previously, and it was fantastic. Yeah. Um, so let's see. Uh, I, I'm, I'm trying to save the, uh, the the most exciting festivals, at least in my memory, last year. Um, but now so, we have a few really exciting ones left to talk about. I'll uh, hit up this Tycho Festival. is one that I went to recently. 
Okay. And it's in the city of Sua in Nagano. They have this annual yeah. big taiko festival where if you don't know what taiko is, it's the Japanese drums, very famous and range in various sizes, but it's these drums are actually in almost every festival, but this festival is just specifically taiko <laughs> festival. There's probably well over a hundred people playing drums and they're all playing the same song at the same time. And it's yeah. really something else. It's very fun to see and listen to. Oh yeah. And, and the thing about Taiko is you can't just watch a video and feel, you know, get the feel of it because uh, I mean, you watch the video, you, you hear what it sounds like, but when you're at mm-hmm. a Taiko festival, when you're at a Taiko performance, you actually feel it with your whole body. It's yeah, there's so much amazing. energy poured into it. Yeah. yeah I mean, I mean, and, and it's, physical i mean you you feel the vibrations of your feet it reverberates through your body it's it's a it's an experience you can't get by watching a video you have to be there although watching the video is a gives you some rough idea of what it might be like gives but, you an idea of what to expect but it's still not doesn't compare to anything to seeing it in person yeah it, it's, it's incredible it's a it's an awesome feeling um awesome experience and my, my first experience with that was uh, actually the Taiko Club here at um, OSU. Um, they were uh, kind of what gave me an idea of what to expect in Japan. But in Japan, it's just the, the groups are so much bigger. The drums are so much bigger. Um, the coordination is incredible because they, you know, they've been doing this whole, their whole lives. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, uh, Taiko. Good. Yeah. <laughs> okay um let's see we could we could talk about a uh, matsumoto bombo or we could talk about ombashira matsuri which one do you think should be safe for last out of those two uh let's do ombashira last because it's only okay. done every six years all right yeah and it was it was kind of a sad note on that one so so we'll, we'll end it with bombo <laughs> uh, so uh ombashira matsuri is a yeah every six years but they'll tell you the Japanese people will tell you it's every seven years because um, of a quirk of old-fashioned Japanese counting. Yeah. Um, I still get it mixed up if it's actually six or seven sometimes. It's seven because the old-fashioned counting includes the year it occurred on and the following year it occurs on. Um, so it adds one. Uh, kind of like the way that age is counted in Korea and old Japan count the year you were born in as well um so it's once every six years they have this uh enormous festival that spans a, I think about a month or two um it, it's in small installments it's not like constant festival um but they they go up into the mountains outside of this town um i'm trying to remember what the name of the actual town with the shrine is um i went to chino but I think they it kind of merges with the other town. Uh, I'll say Chino. Oh man, <laughs> I I was just there recently. I for, yeah, let's go with Chino. Yeah. Um, okay, so they they go up into the mountains and chop down uh, enormous trees, like uh, I don't know, three. Oh, is kind of famous for these trees. These trees are huge. Yeah. Yeah. Extremely tall. Um, and they, they chop them down and they ride them down mountains. Uh, and like it slides down the mountain. People are sitting on the tree, riding it down. And uh, 
And then over the course of uh, the span of this festival, they also ride it across a river and the, and they take it all the way through town to the other side of town where there's a shrine. It's uh, as always on the mountain, <laughs> uh, not very yeah. high in the mountain, thankfully, but it's, it is uphill. Uh, uh, you can take a- go YouTube this, just Ombashita Festival, and you'll see videos of a bunch of Japanese dudes riding a giant log down a mountain, and it's kind of crazy. Not just kind of, and it's very crazy. Yeah, and, and and then they take it up to the shrine, and then they uh, lift up these uh, these uh, logs that, and set them in front of the shrine, to replacing the old logs from six years ago. And they've been doing this for uh, over a thousand years. Yeah, forever. It's a super old traditional festival. Yeah, and uh, it's it's pretty incredible and also very dangerous. Um, yeah, there, I think the only reason it's still going is because of how old and traditional it is. Yeah, but people do die at these festivals uh, quite often, actually. And while we were there, someone died. While our back was tr- turned, someone fell from one of these trees and... Uh, we didn't see him falling, but I think you heard the thud, right? I definitely heard the thud, yeah. I, just, yeah. I turned around like, what was that? And then I heard the ambulance and saw the ambulance, yep. and everybody was running to it, and it was, it was yeah. kind of surreal. I, but we did, yeah. he wasn't dead at that time, but he did later die that night. Yeah, he died that night. Um, so, yeah, it's I and out of the records I could find, it looked like, if I remember right, um, as long as these recent records went back, and it was only a few decades, um, about two out of every three times someone dies. And it's often at that part where they're lifting up the trees and people are riding the tree um, on, to, on the top of the tree as it's being planted in front of the, in front of the uh, temple or shrine. I keep saying temple. There is a difference. Yeah, people... Temples are Buddhist, shrines are Shinto. <laughs> Yeah, they they are do seem very similar though. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, people volunteer and are super excited to take be a part of this Ombashita festival, even though people die yeah. very regularly. Yeah, I think I think that man that died was a. Uh, I'm I'm reaching way back, uh, almost two years in my memory, but I believe that he was 40 years old, uh, somewhere around 40. So it wasn't really that old either. I just had to see that cut short, but um, that's a risk. That's a risk they, they know they take. Anyway, let's, let's move on to Matsumoto Bonbon. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, let me, before we do that though, let me say, if you are in uh, in Nagano Prefecture in year, let's say 2022, I believe that's when it will occur again. Go to Ombashita Matsuri. You probably won't see someone die. <laughs> um, because, uh, well, for one thing, it doesn't happen every year. And for one thing, the scene lasts a long time, and you're not likely to be there at that moment. <laughs> and it's an incredible thing to see. And yeah, an incredible it's thing a great to take part in. And it only happens every six years, like we said. So if you have a chance, please see it. It's fantastic. Yeah. Okay, so now we're moving on to Matsumoto Bonbon, which is a uh, kind of a festival from our town, Matsumoto. 
Yeah, it's like uh, the festival of Matsumoto. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> it's it's very simple to describe. There's a bunch of people, there's a ton of people in Matsumoto at this time. Yeah. And everyone gets in their little group, a group that participates in it. Like we were the foreign exchange students group and we participated. And you go in this basically a loop downtown dancing to the Matsumoto Bon Bon song for three hours. It's a long time. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's three hours. You dance for three hours straight with like 10 minute breaks on occasion. Yeah. Wait for for water. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Even though most Japanese people just drink beer on these breaks. I don't know how they do it. (laughs) There is no way I was drinking alcohol when I was sweating that bad. And it was that hot. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, oh yeah, this this dance also involved a lot of jumping. <laughs> yes, is <laughs> is very physically exhausting. And then after that, uh, we're going back to uh, back to class. I oh no, this is I think it was. Did we have any more classes after that, or was it just exams? I think it might have been completely over, honestly. Huh. Maybe I, I remember going up the stairs or something in the no, no, classroom no. building. It was it was after presentations because I remember Jordan missed it. Remember? That's true. Okay. Well, I, I'm just remembering. Uh, okay, it must have been the following semester. Um, just you know, kind of a reference to it, and and not actually an effect of it. Um, whatever. So this uh, actually my, takes place the weekend as soon as the university there gets out yeah so i, I remember that uh, whenever enki and i were going up the stairs and in, in the uh, classroom building <laughs> we just kind of hummed that song Matsumoto bon bon shiro no machi, because it, it, we're looking up four or five flights of stairs and it's just exhausting it's, it reminds us <laughs> reminded us of so, <laughs> You just sing a song that reminds you of being exhausted. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But yeah, it's it's quite a workout getting through that whole festival, Matsumoto Bon Bon. Oh uh, yeah, but, but it was great. Um yeah, we um go through dancing there dancing very poorly with two fans. Um and, and you use these fans of the dance and I use it so much that uh the uh, label on my fan fell off from flap, being flapped around too much. <laughs> like the paper on one side came off. Yeah. But uh, I brought back lots of spares. <laughs> but yeah, it was a super fun festival. Uh, yes. Um, and and I believe that a lot of towns have their own kind of town festival. Um, kind of like that. I don't know if it, if they usually involve dancing like that, but uh, yeah, most so, towns have like their signature festival of the year. Yeah, so if you're going to travel to Japan or if you're going to Japan for study or anything like that, definitely look up the festivals for the town you're going to or the neighboring towns, and uh, try to align your schedule with one of them. Try to try to go to them because they. Yes. They're in, it's incredible, and their festivals happen all the time. There's probably a festival within uh, 
walking or bus or train distance every day. If you look hard enough, there's a there's going to be festivals all over the place all year round. Um, yeah, and, and so be- try to find someone that's a local where you're at and become friends with. Because if, if you do, they'll know like about a lot of festivals around there. Because I got lucky where my tutor at Shinchu University. I knew a lot of the goings-ons around (laughs) Matsumoto, where we stayed. And he took me to this crazy festival where they built giant floating boats out of just nothing but wood and old clothing. And they just (laughs) ran them into each other and crashed them as they played music from the inside. It was crazy. that sounds incredibly safe. <laughs> yeah, uh, as you can tell, there's a reoccurring theme in these of safe of safety. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, safety first. Uh, uh, what, how, how does it go? Anzen uh, daichi. <laughs> but yeah, you'll never hurt. I never would have been able to go to an awesome, crazy festival like that if I didn't make friends with a local Japanese person who knew about it. Oh yeah, that's. A- where where was that festival? It was near the town that we taught that English class at. Do you know where that is? Ooh, uh, what was that? It's it's the suburb of Azumino. Okaya. Okaya. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okaya is in that direction. I think, I think it was in Okaya. Yeah, it's kind of a smaller town, but it has a really nice shrine there, and that's where it was. Huh. Yeah, a lot of yeah, a lot of these festivals are uh, associated with some shrine. I, I don't know if there are any uh, festivals are associated with temples very often. So, yeah, a lot of these have kind of a, a Shinto aspect to them. Yeah. So, let's see mm-hmm. what we we have a. We have kind of a list of things that we want to talk about, but a lot of them end up, end up being kind of integrated into what we were already saying. Yeah, it um, kind of naturally came along, yeah. which is nice. Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> there were several times when uh, when we would just be walking around and then happen upon a festival. Like one time we went to a restaurant, Kano, and we walked out and saw, oh, hey, there's a festival in this temple down there. Or the festival next door. There was a temple around there, too, but it was at a shrine. <laughs> so we yeah, went there. like, oh, yeah. These festivals really range in a huge variety of sizes. Like, this one was just a tiny little festival at a yeah. small shrine. But, like, Onbashita is a gigantic festival that brings everyone Takes across the, the country town. there. Yeah. It brings people from outside of Japan to come see it. Yeah. Um, and, but there's see, what, always random festivals going on. And there's, if you stay in Japan for any length of time, you'll probably run into a random festival. There's a good chance of that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, that, that one fest, festival is actually the first one where I played a game, the uh, shooting gallery, the shooting range game. And, uh, like I was saying before, the games there are actually really fair. In fact, they, I believe that they actually want you to win. They're not trying to cheat you out of your money, not trying to find an easy mark. I'm you know, holding this uh, 
cork gun and aiming with it at my shoulder. And the person at the counter tells me, oh, you can reach over the counter. And my reach is so long that I can practically touch the object I'm trying to shoot off. Um, so that didn't feel right to me. So I held it at my shoulder. It's more and, fun uh, to shoot from afar as well. So Yeah. And it shoots perfectly straight. It, it doesn't shoot off at an angle or anything like that. It shoots perfectly straight with decent amount of force. You're going to have a hard time knocking over some of the objects. But the things I was aiming at, I got no problem. I uh, got a Pac-Man lighter and uh, some candy and a uh, Kinder egg, which is apparently banned in America, but it's a chocolate egg filled with a toy on the inside, um, banned due to choking hazard here. Even though I don't believe anyone has choked on it before. Nope. I heard of, I, yeah, I looked into it a little bit, and it turns out someone has choked on the toy after it was taken out of the egg, but never while it was in the egg. <laughs> um, and that's just a matter of, a, you know, infants putting small objects in their mouths. Right. Doesn't matter whether it was in the egg or not. Well known. Yeah. Um, and and I guess uh, before we wrap up completely, I can mention we can mention uh, some of the other festival-like events there are that aren't quite festivals, like uh, the crafts fair. It was uh, in Matsumoto. It's the largest crafts fair in the country. It brings in people as far north from as far north as Hokkaido, the northmost island, and as far south as uh, Okinawa, which I don't know for sure that that's the southernmost island, but it's the biggest island in the south, <laughs> in the far south, uh, pretty close to Taiwan. Um, yeah, it's a very big crafts fair, but it is kind of festival-ish, but not exactly a festival. Like, you don't see all the food stands and tents. Yeah, actually, yeah. it's more of like a food truck thing, wasn't it? Yeah, there were food trucks, and that blew my mind because you don't see food trucks in Japan very often. Yeah, um, so that was cool. And uh, and the other festival uh, fair that was kind of like that that we went to was the uh, book fair. Um, oh yeah, that I can't was remember what that, can't even remember what that lake was called that we went to, but um, that was pretty yeah, great. I keep wanted, wanting to say it was Suwa Lake, but it wasn't Suwa yeah, Lake. Yeah, it wasn't Suwa. It was a much smaller lesser known lake um and much more natural surroundings no buildings for the most part just trees um and i remember there was a dr pepper machine that had no dr pepper in it but dr pepper is really oh, rare yeah. in japan so i got excited when i saw this i'm feeding it my money and it's giving it's just feeding it back back to me there's no dr pepper but every button on it was dr pepper they had little uh anime figurines in there <laughs> posing with the Dr. Pepper bottles. I remember that. That was funny. <laughs> uh, it was just uh, rubbing it in my face. I wanted Dr. Pepper really badly. Well, uh, any closing remarks, Nick? Um, all I can say is uh, if you go to Japan and you don't go to a festival, you haven't been to Japan. Uh, yeah, festivals are a big part of the Japanese experience. Your experience in Japan doesn't count unless you go to a festival. Yeah, and like I said before, if you go to a festival but don't plan to spend money, don't go. So if you're not going to spend money in a festival, don't go to Japan is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's uh, a lot to keep in mind here. Yes, um, very important 
life tips here. <laughs> okay, so yeah, uh, uh, we're going to wrap this up shorter than we usually do, and uh, we we haven't quite worked out what our formula is for this podcast. So we're hoping that uh, as we start to get listeners, you can you can let us know. Do you, do you like the longer episodes? Do you like the shorter ones? Uh, do you like the guests? Do you like us? Um, I hope you like us, but uh, just leave a comment. Uh, send us hate mail. We we want it all. <laughs> yes, Any- please. And if even if you listen to this, please tell us. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, um, and we will um, either take your advice under consideration or completely ignore you. Um, <laughs> but we'll probably take your advice under consideration, and we're going to keep making these podcasts for a. Uh, for the foreseeable future. Um, we're going to keep this up as long as we can, whether you listen or not. <laughs> it will be here, listen or no listen. All right. So uh, thank you, and uh, tune in next week for episode four, Topic Undecided. Have a great day slash night slash whatever time you're listening to this. And Yes, have a great one of those. Oh. And if you go to Japan, <laughs> enjoy your festival. All right. Bye.